0: Uh, this is Empty Glass Podcast Boy Number Two, Matthew.
1: This is Empty Glass Podcast Boy Number Three. Yes,
0: Stefan, you killed my joke. My, I was gonna be like, I was gonna say Empty Glass Podcast Number One is uh, Christian, which is a super deep cut. that the only two of us, I think, would get.
1: True. I don't
0: think I don't think you even remember.
1: I don't even think I remember now who.
0: You don't remember the very first episode of the Imsy Glass podcast we ever, like, made? Not the podcast, but, like, the YouTube channel?
1: Um, maybe. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Is that what we said? Christian? I said my name was Christian?
0: Christian was there. A guy I worked with named Christian. It was the three of us. And then, like, he never shut up again.
1: (laughs) That's right. He was. That's right. I remember him.
0: And then Ashton is uh, number four. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I could say I'm number one, but I like to think of myself as a humble guy, uh, even though I dragged everyone together. But you did all the work, so that's why you're number Remind three. It
1: reminds me, and <laughs> Remind me of, an, of a different life, you know? I haven't gone back and watched those videos in uh, ages. They're all private, you know? I don't think there's a single one that's out there. Maybe the Elder Scrolls video, and I think that's about it.
0: Pretty cringe. Uh, I think the Elder Scrolls one was probably our best one. Yeah, it's Cause, funny because we, like,
1: we weren't even making a video. I, I think we were just... We were just, just goofing banter. about. Yeah, it's banter.
0: Uh, we were just having fun and then it was edited so all the like cringy stuff that wasn't funny was edited out too because uh, knowing the two of us, there's a lot of cringy shit that isn't funny between the two of us.
1: Yeah, that's, that's true.
0: But we have our golden moments, so when someone is able to fine comb through it, you could find some... It just makes us seem like we're funny all the time, which is not the case. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, we can be funny to ourselves. Like we can be funny to each other and say like dumb shit and like make each other like entertained or laugh. But the point that we're actually like funny to random ass people that don't know us is probably much lower percentage than we would like.
1: You know, it's it's when uh, Riley was in town, we were looking through like old videos and stuff. And I mean, there was maybe two that were that still hold up. <laughs> And the rest were like, oh, man. So, so you know, and I, I believe it.
0: It could be a situation also that uh, we are limited to being as funny as we actually are because we're too caught up in inside jokes with being around someone else that we know that has the inside joke knowledge. You know, like yeah. if I was if you were bouncing off of someone you just met and I was bouncing off of someone I just met, I think we'd be way funnier to more general people. Uh, but fuck it, I'm talking to my friend. I'm going to talk the way I want to, and uh, it's been the way we've talked to each other since the uh, day you were born, and the good Lord intended it that way.
1: I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> friends mm. are supposed to give each other shit and like just be the way they always are. Yes, themselves.
0: Yes, and for the negative people that are watching us, that is why they like to watch us because we are friends that just chat uh also if anyone does follow these episodes for any reason is wondering like oh wow they're back it's like ah eh, nah. We're t- i think it's pretty much the unspoken thing of not not being spoken that we're just going to do this when we feel like it this is more for us than anything else that's right nobody's tripping yeah. nobody's tripping because no one's listening other than two of nobody's us but watching.
1: hey nobody's watching but us too literally
0: hey but don't, doesn't that feel freeing Stefan? you can blossom because you have no eyes on you can't get canceled for these episodes um, if no one ever listens to them.
1: Well, no one's here to even know. So if no one's here to know, did we even have a podcast?
0: So are we the bear, or are we the shit, or are we the woods? We're not the any of those. Well, Twitch is the woods, I guess. Sure, sure.
1: And I think All the bear right, would cheek. be the bear would be you, and the shit would be me. Oh. In my personal opinion, I could it could go any way. I mean. Pfft you know put it in either way you know do it in whatever order you want but in my eyes i think i think you're right i think twitch is the woods you're the bear and i'm the shit the end
0: wait isn't it isn't the term that if you cut a tree down in the woods and no one hears it, it does make a sound and not just fucking went with the bear shitting in the woods which is a it's like that's like a yeah no duh like it does a bear shit i went for the wrong euphemism the <laughs> way, way
1: wrong euphemism way wrong
0: I think it's also a metaphor. It's been a long day. I literally just finished. Uh, if you, so, I told Stefan I'm I'm on vacation right now, just a stay home vacation, just kind of catching up on, just you know, chilling and personal stuff, which has been very nice. We call that um, a, we call that a staycation. Where I'm, yes, from. I'm on a staycation, my dude. And uh, I told Stefan I'm pretty much free to record podcast anytime today. He's like, cool. Well, I'll hit you up when I finish work, and then he hits me up and he finishes work, and I'm like. Uh, no, I'm finishing up a movie. Yeah, so what, that's wait, what I'm saying.
1: Well, what movie were you watching?
0: Uh, so that's actually a double-parter uh, topic I want to talk about, because I watched two movies this week. The one I was just watching now was The Banshees of Inishirin. Uh Never heard of it. It just came out. It's by uh, Martin McDonough. Who McDo- previous- I thought you
1: were going to say Martin McDonald, and I was like, I love his name. <laughs> Martin McDonald.
0: No. McDonough. He's uh, Irish, so... He The first movie he did was, or not the first movie, but the first movie of his that I saw was Seven Psychopaths, which I love that movie. It's one of my favorites. And he also did another movie called In Bruges, another fucking fantastic movie. And so when I heard this movie was coming out and he had uh, Brendan Gleason Colin Farrell, who they were both in In Bruges, but only Colin Farrell was in uh, Seven Psychopaths with like Christopher Walken and uh, Sam Rockwell and stuff like that. So when I heard those two were coming back for this newest movie, I was like, fuck yeah, let's watch it. What's it about? And it's basically about uh, two people who live in a small island off of the coast of Ireland okay. in uh, the 1920s. They're like best friends since growing up. One day, Colin Farrell goes to his friend's house to you know meet him to go to the pub. And his friend says, I don't want to talk to you anymore. We're not friends anymore. And that's basically the premise. And the movie was fantastic. It was really good.
1: Nice. It, what, would you, uh, what would you give it? Would you give it like a decent score? I mean, if you could give it more so, is it worth my time? Is it worth my time in
0: particular? So I think so. Yes. Uh, but before I go further into that movie, I want to compare it to the other movie I saw earlier this week, which was a uh, glass onion.
1: Yeah, I watched glass onion. Sorry, I have the stream up on my phone. So it's fucking doubling up. God damn it. I'm trying to turn it off. There you go. Um, you fool. <laughs> I was just making sure levels are good. I'm kind of quiet, so I'm going to turn my mic up a bit. But Glass Onion was dope.
0: Really? You thought it was dope? I thought it was good. I thought it was really boring and bloated. Wow. Yeah. I mean... Um,
1: I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not as good as the as Knives Out. But I thought it was... I, I mean, it still kind of threw me for a loop, for sure. I thought it was an interesting premise. Like, So that's um, the thing. It's
0: like the... The whole I don't want to spoil anything, but the whole reveal of what happens or like why Daniel Craig's character couldn't figure out what was going on is actually funny and I think it's good. I, I like that that I don't once again try not to spoil it, but um I like the reveal of it. But for the most part, I thought the movie just really had scenes that just had nothing going on. It took a whole hour for the actual like mystery to really start like i literally paused at an hour like and they were just getting to like the party scene like before anything really happened i'm like oh my god there's just a lot of useless stuff that wasn't necessary i mean they they dated the film with the whole covid shit but also the covid shit was not necessary you could have just really cut that out to shave off a few minutes because for like two hours when you have like slow moving parts it's just a fucking slog to get through
1: i mean i i don't know i i watched this whole video that like basically shows a bunch of little secrets that are peppered throughout the movie. Like, um, you know, when a certain character, like, you know, gets this assignment, they play like the Batman theme and like other little nods that were peppered throughout the movie. And the whole COVID thing, even though it was dated, I felt like it actually did work in a plot sense. Like, how else are they going to be on this island? And I don't know, it gave a sense of like, um, it was a little annoying. I'll give it that, you know, it definitely dated the movie. I don't disagree with that in any way, shape or form. But I don't know. I th- felt like plot-wise, it wasn't the worst thing in the world.
0: No, I mean, like, in, I'm not saying, like, it was terrible, but it was not needed. It's like, okay, we're going to have these people wearing masks. Ethan Hawk is going to show up for a random-ass cameo to, like, give them a miracle like, spray in their throat to kind of, like, allow them to go on this. island I'm like, is this needed? Like, is this, is this scene needed? Like, no- nothing's being trinkled here. Nothing's kind of being established here at all. Um, and, uh, I mean, it's
1: established that this is happening during COVID times and they're, I guess, you know, like this guy has so much money that he probably just like cured them of it. I don't know. It, and I that's guess, not necessary. You know, I, mean, I mean, that's, it was all about really like, like, being outed by the media. Like that's what the whole movie is about. Like all these people made some sort of mistake that got them in the media eye Um, in the drama world, which I guess like when COVID happened, a lot of people were on their phones more. A lot of things became more like media sized. I don't know if that's what he was trying to get at. So I'm not, I'm not, I need to watch it again, but just at my first viewing, I mean, to me, yeah, it did take a sec for the like story to actually get started, but I actually was, I was, I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was no, a decent no. story, and I thought it was a, a cute. Like, I mean, for I'm glad I I'm glad it was like a Netflix movie. You know what I mean? It definitely didn't vibe as classic as the original Knives Out did, but um, Knives Out did. But it's still just it's its own thing. You know what I mean? And I'm kind of excited for the show that's coming out soon. He's he's Ryan Johnson's working on a show, and that looks interesting.
0: So, um, okay, first of all, I want to say that Kate Hudson's character I could not stand her in the entire movie. Like I get, like making a dumb character and stuff like that. But she was like too dumb for a lot of it. Uh, yeah. And if you are, and if you are going to make a dumb character, they have to be funny. She was never funny. Um, and I think Ryan Johnson is not fantastic at comedy. And I think that was a big deal. Is that you have a lot of like kind of zany characters and a lot of good actors that put in a lot of work for it. Like Daniel Craig is was like the saving grace of the film because
1: he's my favorite uh,
0: character. Oh, yeah, even in the first movie, where he's not really a main character in the first one, it was to armis. Uh, this one is more centered on him. And thank God because, like he everyone else was so dull in comparison. Um, but I, I was gonna kinda, say, I actually kind of liked um, what's his name, Edward Norton? Oh, I mean, he was fine. I yeah, mean, like
1: I thought he played a good kind of um washed up, super rich millionaire playboy type thing well and it was cool i like how just he was he's stupid you know like he's dumb i won't give away too much of the money movie but he's dumb and I, that was that was fun
0: well um i mean ed Norton was like fine but like really there's not anything yeah he was entertaining but there was nothing that he could really do to like stick you to the plot or move it forward like the entire movie was like peddled what it felt like by daniel craig like the progress everything and i didn't like the um Janelle Monae, uh, the lady who was cut out. Um, what? I don't want to, sp- n- no spoilers, but the lady who was cut out that like came back, at Norton's like partner for the oh, company. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I liked her. Um, but there were some choices made after the midpoint, if you catch my drift, um, that I was kind of like. Nah, I mean it's not a bad idea, but like they gave her an accent at one point which I was like, okay, this part is once again not necessary really or like it didn't have to be this long. I don't know. I feel like an edit can actually make it a little bit better. If it was shorter, the movie would work more in my opinion. Uh and but what the biggest thing I was going to say is that the, there was a scene in Knives Out where they're basically talking about Trump, like the family members are talking about like, "Oh, why don't you vote for Trump? Oh, get rid of the Mexicans and that's where they make the joke to like end armis whatever and like that scene is kind of cringy So if you take that scene and make it the an entire movie, it's glass onion There's a lot of a lot a lot of commentary in this movie that is way too heavy-handed And like once again, it's trying to be a satire. I feel like but it's not doing it. Well hmm. I mean all in all like I didn't hate the film. I don't ever really want to watch it again because it's really long. And like I said, it's very dull, in my opinion. Um, I am still curious for like a third movie or show, whatever they decide to do. But I just thought this was a little bit of a misstep.
1: I'm, in, I'm interested. I'm interested in the show. I did not think it was a misstep. I'm going to disagree with you. Although it is dated and does have its flaws, I still think it was a good movie. And I didn't know who did it. And if I don't know who done it, then... It's doing its job. And that's me. I mean, I didn't call it at all. I really didn't think so. And um, I kind of tried to watch it without trying to see if I could figure out who did it. Um, Maybe if I, you know, tried harder to see who did it, it would have been more obvious. But I don't know. I thought it was a good attempt. Yeah, a little weird in places, but shit, I couldn't have done any better. So I'll give it a solid. if, If Knives Out gets like an eight and a half, in my opinion, this gets like a seven and a half. It was very I mean, enjoyable to me. But the, yeah, still riddled with issues.
0: Yeah, and I, I think it's but uh the comparison I was gonna make with Knives Out to uh the the Banshees of Inner Sharon is that like they're both roughly two hours. Knives Out is above two hours, like two hours and fifteen minutes, I think. And uh the Banshees of Inner Sharon is an hour and fifty four minutes. And like that the Banshees of Inner Sharon is like you know the the plot of it is way simpler than knives out because you know that's actually what you get when you have a who done it, it's supposed to be kind of more complicated. But like the performances in it and like the way it progresses, and I, I really think going into this blind is the better because it really just begins to escalate and like there's just general kind of consequences that happen with these two people who are formerly friends, and then just one person says, like I don't want you to talk to me anymore, and then just things kind of escalate. It really feels like, it feels like an old tale, like an old tale that doesn't necessarily have a happy or sad ending, but it it just almost gets really, um. It's like a fable almost, and it's really interesting. I I do recommend watching it. Yeah, me too. But watching him like back to back, you just see like the night and day between like. Something that can really grip your something that's filmed so well and the performance are done so well that it just really grips your attention <laughs> versus something that just doesn't do that as well.
1: Yeah. But I'm excited for the show. Uh we went back and watched Brick, which is in my eyes still
0: a good movie. Oh yeah, and I'm I'm still a fan of uh Looper. I still think that's like a really great movie. Looper was weird.
1: It was good, but it was so weird. Nothing like I expected it to be.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I I, don't have any expectations over it. I just, I liked it a lot. I thought it was really good. Yeah. All Joseph Gordon loved, wanted was to have his hair petted before he went bald. That's that's what every man wants. Uh, he went bald? Oh, in Looper? Yeah. Yeah, because Bruce Willis is his older version.
1: Yeah, I get it now. Bald joke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: hmm Yeah, that stupid old fuck with memory loss I'm kidding no <laughs> well that is true it is true but it's a sad true don't do yeah. that to me and there's still movies coming out with them like there was a movie literally on IGN earlier today uh detective night independence yeah, with Bruce starring Bruce Willis the trailer just came out today on IGN it's just like I think this is before he retired it's just only coming out now probably probably okay
1: Ah, I, didn't, but man. I, didn't, I had no idea that it's, well, I know it's publicized, but I didn't realize that there's more movies coming out with him. That's good, though. I'm glad he's still working. Uh, well, no, no, no. It's, so do you know about the whole Bruce Willis situation? So let me guess, he's not working. He's probably completely retired. And these movies were just shot like a year ago or something, right? Or two years ago. you know about his memory thing? He, he has like early onset dementia or something.
0: Well, nothing's like really confirmed yet. There's just kind of allegations. His family did make a formal statement saying like he's having issues with his memory, whether that stems from one thing or another. Um, but yeah, oh. it's basically he just retired like a couple months ago uh, to kind of take care of his health, whatever. But he was doing a bunch, a bunch of movies uh, for, you know, a bunch of cheap ass, like kind of red box movies just to kind of turn a dime a bit.
1: Well, I I definitely feel for his family and. He's a hell of an actor. I love him, so that sucks.
0: Yeah, I think... uh, I mean, some people out there like Glass, and I think he actually did give a decent performance in Glass, but that was probably the last movie he really, I think, tried in. Really? Yeah, too bad Glass. I liked him a lot uh, in Looper. He was in Looper, too, of course, so... Yeah, for me, that was the last great performance of mine that I really liked of his.
1: Okay. Uh, Like the
0: scene when he like kind of, like, you know... Does the thing, shoots Well, I think the movie's been out for a while. I'm going to spoil it. I don't give a shit. When he shoots the kills a kid, whatever, and he just emotionally reacts to it, I'm like, okay, yeah, good Bruce Willis. I mean, bad Bruce Willis, but good acting Bruce Willis. Good, bad Bruce Willis. Yes. Very naughty, good or bad, naughty boy. Speaking of naughty, um, did you get a chance to watch Violent Night? I have not. No. No. Uh, I. So I started watching... Another movie recommended to me was The Menu, which was already on my radar. I already wanted to watch that a lot. Uh, but then it just came up on HBO Max. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. And my girlfriend was out yesterday evening for like a short period of time. So I watched about 15 minutes of it before I paused it. I'm like, I have to watch this with my girl. Like, I, I can't like just skip it. Because in the first 15 minutes, I was already sold. I'm like, this movie is shot so beautifully. She's a big foodie. So even though I feel like this movie's a huge satire on that kind of food element, I think she would still like to see like the food porn of it basically. So I'm like, I have to pause this and like finish it up with her.
1: It's seriously a good movie. I, I had zero expectations seeing that one as well and only saw like maybe a clip of a trailer. And I was just like, yeah, let, let's go see it. And I don't know, like we finished, Vi- we went to a double feature at a drive-in um, and we finished violent night. And I was, you know, I was kind of, it was already like fucking nine thirty at night We had quite a bit Mm -hmm. of drive to go home, and Rose was like, we could go home if you want to. And I was like, no, I actually, I want to stick around. I want to see what this movie's about. And it had already started. By the time we were walking back to the car, we just got some, like, snacks and shit and went to the bathroom, and they were already starting it. I was like, damn. So we kind of ran back to the car and missed, like, the first, like, 15 seconds of dialogue and sat and watched the rest of it fucking in awe. It's a great movie. (laughs) I I think you're going to love it.
0: It's really I, it really
1: is you you hit the nail on the head where it's like it's a satire on food foodie stuff because it was written by um people who work for the onion and actually do culinary reviews of restaurants and stuff. And that's who like wrote the movie.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, within the first few seconds or minutes of the movie, you could tell. Like, I got as far as you see Ray Fines for the first time, and I'm like, okay, they walk into this. I mean, like. Once again, first fifteen minutes, no spoilers. I'm gonna probably finish it either tonight or tomorrow with my girl. But uh, like the first fifteen minutes is like okay, they have like a cult like setting on this island because in some occasions, like people do obsess over food, like it is a cult. Uh, you have the you know H symbol, which makes it look like Hell's Kitchen and stuff like that. And you have the the boyfriend who's freaking out about every little detail. And I love I got as far as the joke where he said like. It's like, you know how people obsess over, like, sports, collecting baseball cards or anything like that? She's like, yeah. It's like, well, that's fucking stupid. Food is messing with the elements of the earth, like, raw elements. I'm like, okay, this is fucking hilarious. I'm pausing this because I want to watch more. But uh I've, I've always had a weird kind of uh, thing against Anna Taylor-Joy. I Like, I don't know. I think maybe it's, like, her doll-like appearance or something. Like, there's just something to her that, like, she's not a sell for me in, like, movies and things. Uh, yeah, so I'm being completely biased because it's just like looks or something like that. But within the first few minutes of uh, the menu, I'm like, okay, I love her. She's perfect. And this makes me immediately want to watch other movies with her a lot more. She was, yeah, so I don't know. I guess I'm racist towards white people.
1: Well, you are Hispanic and, um, and white, and and white, but you know, enough Hispanic to where I don't blame you. (laughs) I'm racist towards white people too. But, anyways, um, Great movie. I mean, great movie. It's uh, you're going to love it.
0: I'm looking forward to it. I really am. And then and, uh, and, and, of...
1: and Violent Nights not a bad watch either. It really isn't. It surprised no. me. It's more of a it sucks cuz Christmas time is over and I feel like it's it's peak um appeal is gone, but it is a good movie and we were surprised. I was like, "Holy crap, this actually worked." And I wasn't expecting it to.
0: Stefan, you gotta understand, I'm all for it. I really do want to watch it. Uh that is absolutely a harder sell for the girl yeah. though, because uh she she can like kind of fuck with horror everything every once in a while. But it's not doesn't... a horror movie. No, no, no. What I'm saying is like violent depictions of things. But she's not good like when I was watching nobody. So when I when I realized uh I wanted to watch the movie. Uh with her, I was like the menu. I was like, okay, let me pause this. And I'm just gonna watch Nobody, which I've already watched before, but it was on HBO, it's like the next option. I'm like, okay, I'll put this on. It's a fun movie. And uh it, she came in when the fight scene came out. And have you ever seen that movie, Nobody? Uh no, I have not I rec- nobody. You should check it out. It's like uh John Wick, but the action scenes are a lot more realistic-based, so everything is really slow, sluggish, and brutal. Um, and she watched like That's like one of the fight scenes where like this dude like hits a guy with a metal pole basically, and his teeth literally come out and everything. She's like, "Oh yeah, no, I can't do this." So violent things, it's hard to sell her on, especially on a, uh, especially when we just recently watched something violent and we watched Smile not too long ago. So she has to get some like rom coms or something lighter in her before she could do something dark again.
1: I feel you. Um, Violent Night is more like fun violence though. It is. It's it's hard to explain Oh dude. I
0: I know I've seen a lot of Schmulti movies. Like I took one look at the trailer, I'm like, I know exactly what this movie is, but getting her to opt into it will just be like not hard or difficult or anything like that. It's just probably I'll probably just check it on my own and yeah at some point on my vacation.
1: You should it was it was fun and like a, it's more like Mortal Kombat E and sort of video game E and it's a it's more of an action movie in every way. It's yeah. Not she's at all. not
0: she's not super into action movies. Like we watched John Wick together and she she enjoyed it but wasn't like, claring to watch anymore or anything like that. So it's it's just not some. There's other things I think we would she would rather watch, which is fine. Yeah. I have my schmaltzy shit that I like and. Dumb action movies that I like, and she has her uh, rom-com movies that she likes, and her Kardashians. And, oh no, not the Kardashians. We did watch The Bear, though. Have you seen The Bear? No. Okay, you should watch The Bear. Okay. On Hulu. It's it's really, really good. Um Now, if you've ever worked in a... How do I say this? Okay, there's going to be a situation where, like, I say, like, uh, you know, if you've worked in a kitchen before, which I know you worked in Panera, but, like, it's I feel like it's a little bit different in Panera because when you worked at Panera, you worked where customers could see you, right?
1: No, I mean, I also worked in the back. I made the food. I prepped the food. I worked at Milano, too, so I've been – I've worked at a couple restaurants. I think enough to know. When did you work at Milano like right before Panera.
0: Okay. So basically what I'm saying is if you've worked in a closed off kitchen where it's just cooks in an area talking shit, like freaking out about stuff where like customers are not in sight, which if you've had that fantastic, the bear is a fucking awesome show to watch. Regardless it is it. I've never seen anything that depicts what the hecticness of working in a kitchen Um, so well, like the first episode, your heart's just beating the entire time and it doesn't stop. And then eventually like once that episode's over, it's like, okay, that's the first episode. And then it starts like kind of giving a little bit more story to it, but it just has a great pace to it and is written really well. Um, and even the ending is actually very like emotional in a good way. It's, it's something that if they make it season two, which I think they might be, I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, I even had my stepfather, who has worked in the food industry for over like 20, 30 years, uh, watch it. And he and my mom watched the entire series because they were absolutely in love with it. And he said, like, it really does depict what it's like to work in a crazy ass kitchen. So if that seems of interest to anyone listening, you should watch it. And Stefan, you should check it out if you want like a show to watch. I think it's very good.
1: Yeah, definitely will. Uh, I watched a movie with Rose just last night called Palm Springs. Have you heard of it?
0: Um, no.
1: It's an Andy Sandberg movie, and at first, I mean, in the first fifteen minutes of this movie, you're like, "Wow, this is a sad, like, fucked up movie." And uh, you should just watch it. I mean, you should definitely just throw it on, like, and it's um definitely like rom I think uh, I think your girl would like it quite a bit. Cool. And I didn't know I had um, I had zero expectations of this movie. I mean, Adam Sandler is normally a funny guy, and the movie is very much like prosed as a certain kind of movie, and then it just flips itself on its head, and then it's then it's positioned and posed as a different kind of movie, one that we've seen before.
0: Okay, and I read the I read the I pulled up a an IMDb and I saw the synopsis, the quick little yeah like two line synopsis. I'm like, okay, I've already had enough spoiled for me of what this movie is about.
1: Yeah, but it's it's good. It's well done. Yeah. And it has uh, J.K. Simmons in it, and he's always... or Yeah, J.K. Simmons, yeah. He, and and he's Superman. From, and it has Superman. Superman's in it?
0: Yeah. Henry Cavill or whatever? No, the TV Superman, you idiotic fuck. What? <laughs> really? Uh, Tyler Hoechlin. He is uh He's, he's he, Superman? That's weird. I had no idea. He's actually a pretty good Superman. I mean, he's in, like, the CW shit, which, like, I've seen... Like, he was in the, like... Uh, Oh really? He's a, he's also the fucking current voice actor for Sephiroth. Huh?
1: Huh. Or you know. And the mother from How I Met Your Mother's in it. Spoilers. Yes.
0: Oh yeah, but what I was going to say is uh so like the Supergirl show, like he was the Superman for that universe and then eventually he did a series called Superman and Lois, which like I don't know. I watched it. I watched like a, the first season on uh HBO Max at one time and I'm like he's actually quite good. I think he's a really good Superman. Uh but you know i just don't want to watch a cws show because it just never stops it just keeps going on well past when it's supposed to cws stands
1: for crap water
0: it does uh yeah but i i will check that out it actually does sound pretty interesting
1: yeah watch palm springs it was fun um we're at the halfway point
0: would you like to do the plug it's been so long um guys if you like this twitch or If you're watching it live on Twitch us right now, please join us again at whatever point we decide to do it. We usually do it Thursdays, so every Thursday is around 5 p.m. or so. Uh, Check in to see if we're here. If not, well, that's no worries, because we also upload it to Spotify, uh, HBO Max, Apple, (laughs) apple Apple.com. But yeah, go to www.theemptyglasspodcast.com. Once again, that is www.theemptyglasspodcast.com. And we'll have all the actual links there that you can follow and listen to us and whatnot. And yeah, that's it. How'd I do? Um, B, no, D, solid D. No, no D plus?
1: Nah, just solid D.
0: Damn, D's nuts, right? <laughs> <laughs> gotcha.
1: Fucker. Oh, my God. Well, there's a new uh, Jedi game coming out. What Did you like Fallen Order? You played it, right? Yeah, I loved it. Cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. It looks like they're adding a lot more mobility, um, which I think is very needed. I'm playing um, Fallen Order again from the beginning on the PS5.
0: It's great. I mean, I OK, hold on. So on the podcast, I had We had talked about why he didn't like the way he held his lightsaber, and then I actually came up with a valid reason why he did hold his lightsaber like that, where it's saying, like, he was trained with a double-bladed. That's why he keeps it kind of like that where it'd be behind him. Does that make you feel better when you see him run around with it? No. (laughs) Okay. Well, we're just going to let that one kind of pass by. So how are you enjoying your playthrough, your second playthrough?
1: I'm kind of blasting through it. Um, I remember a lot more than I thought I did. And I'm kind of like, I'm already to Kashyyyk and I'm like halfway done through Kashyyyk and then I just got to go to Dathomir. So, and I mean, it's only taken me like maybe two or three sit downs playing for an hour. So I'd say maybe three hours, maybe an hour per world to get everything I need, at least through the first run through. Obviously you can go back once you learn new force abilities and unlock more puzzles and things like that. Um, but I would say I'm a good quarter of the way through the game in just a few sit-downs, so that's nice. But um, Mm -hmm. one thing that's interesting is this. If you leave the game, this is something I found out, if you leave the game suspended, and then you come back to it later, you know, and you you go back to play the game or whatever, Mm -hmm. all of the cutscenes are sped up. Like, they go by, like, in a flash. Like, something that would be, like, a three-minute cutscene. And I was thinking, I'm like, this is probably a good speed running tactic. I'm sure there's people out there who use this as like a speed running tactic. Yeah. If ah. not, if not well, there you I, go, I don't Seven. Know, you but can, it's uh... Very weird. I was like, what the fuck? It, it, like, I got back to the ship or whatever the Mantis, and everyone's just like, there's no audio too, no audio to anything, just zero audio. And I actually, like, recorded a clip of it on my PS5, so I can I can play that later. Uh, or send it to you or something. But it was funny, man. I mean, there's the PS5 and the, you know, I mean, every new console has its quirks for sure. But I thought it was interesting that it has this problem. It hasn't been patched and it's the PS5 version. You know, I wonder if this is an issue that goes all the way back. So I'll have to look into it, but... Um, but the game runs good. And I, I play it, of course, like in performance mode at 60 frames a second. And I think it's butterly, butterly smooth. There's one thing I hope that they fix for the next game. And that is like when the camera switches and there's so much fucking texture pop in. Um, every time the camera switches, like the characters jolt a little bit. I still notice that like even in the PS5 version. So, hopefully by Jedi Survivor they've tweaked the engine enough to where it's not so um rough around the edges because it looks gorgeous and it plays gorgeous, don't get me wrong, and that's like the most important thing. But the cutscenes I feel like would feel a little more cohesive if they didn't glitch between the between the different angles that it's cutting to. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if if yeah. you've experienced that with Fallen Order, but it seems to be a constant for me.
0: No, I I feel that. Um I mean, it's I think it's no secret that EA was kind of like heading towards the crapper until like Fallen Order and some of their other single player games coming out. Because before Fallen Order, EA was on that like multiplayer only kind of kick um, and weren't putting out the best quality. I mean, even Battlefront 2, they did redeem eventually. But for a long time, they were very stubborn. And I think Fallen Order was given minuscule attention and love. by the actual by actually like ea itself so i think with that said like they were given a great game but i'm i'm what i'm saying is hopefully now that ea recognizes how fucking well this game sells and does that they actually have afforded the time needed for the sequel so hopefully it'll be a much more polished game overall because yeah the fallen order was buggy it looked great it ran pretty well but there was still some buggy ass shit in it
1: yeah um but you know, if if not, if EA doesn't fix it, it's okay, because we get uh, a fucking Star Wars game from apparently every single video game publisher, huh?
0: Yeah, seriously. Coming
1: soon from literally the people who did, like, the the Beyond Souls or whatever they call it. The be-
0: <sighs> Beyond Good and Evil? Yeah,
1: no, no, no. We're getting a Star Wars game from the people who made Heavy Rain.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Which is, like, okay. So it's going to be, like, a Telltale-type story game, I'm sure. Um, Which, uh,
0: not personally interested in.
1: We're getting a, another, fun. aren't we getting another Bioware Star Wars game?
0: Uh, yeah, it's been on and off, and then there's another one, uh, by... Ubisoft? No.
1: Yes, Ubisoft has just announced that they're going to be doing a Star Wars game.
0: After they cancelled three games and then delayed Skull and Bones again?
1: Yes, they're going to be doing another Star Wars game, and then same with, um... There's one more guy... In the mix, Bethesda.
0: Hmm. Really? Yes. I'm fact-checking you. Fact-checking me. Better not be, wrong. Fact
1: fact check check me not be me, wrong. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm uh, I'm in the 90 percentile.
0: Okay, so there's the Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge, which is a PSVR 2 game. Uh, Quantum Snow- Dream there's, there's, and Massive there's, Entertainment. Okay. There's Snowdrop. Uh-huh. There's Hunters, which is uh, Nintendo Switch, Android, iOS, blah, blah, blah. No one cares about that. Survivor. Uh, Star Wars First Person Shooter by Respawn EA. So Respawn's working on a, a, allegedly a different one. Uh, strategy game, Eclipse. Okay, here's one. Uh, Quantanic Dream. So that's the one you were talking about with Heavy Rain. Okay. Uh, the Old Republic remake, which is... I think that's the one being held by Respawn. Or Bioware.
1: Bioware, for oh, sure. Oh, Luke-
0: look... Lucasfilm game. Interesting. Okay, we'll see how that goes. Ah, there it is. Ubisoft open world Star Wars game. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ubisoft is kind of embarrassing right now, honestly. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't trust them with really anything at this moment.
1: Yeah, Bert was talking about whether he should stream like an Assassin's Creed game and which one to start with, yada yada. And Do. I was like, I was like, play the. Play the Ezio trilogy, you know, or like Black Flag or um, maybe three, because like those are the only real good ones. Unity was decent.
0: Unity was good. And
1: and you liked Odyssey. Not so much Origins, right?
0: Well, uh, I liked Origins. Odyssey was a better version. Odyssey was a better version.
1: Okay. I own Origins. I've never played Odyssey. I've played maybe five minutes of Origins. And it was decent. It was cool. Um, I like like the
0: origin
1: story. Yeah. I'll have to get more into it. Um, but I, I really, I really just played fallen order kind of off and on when I get a chance to sit down and play a fucking maybe an hour at the most of a video game. It doesn't even really happen (laughs) anymore. (laughs) But, um, uh, you know, I I still am excited for Survivor. I might pick up Survivor. That might be the first game I pick up in a long time. It just depends on how quickly I can get through Fallen Order, because if I can't get through Fallen Order quickly and beat it, I really don't think I should even waste my time picking up Survivor until... You know what I mean? Like, I kind of want to be fresh on the story and remember it. The You know, I did beat it once on PC back when it came out, mm-hmm. and... Uh, that was great. I mean, it was great playing with the keyboard and the mouse, and now I'm kind of getting used to playing with a controller, um, and it's a lot different for sure.
0: I'm a, I've am actually been playing a little bit of Fallen Order as well. One thing I, I kind of wish, because I beat it on PS4, not PS5, uh, so I can't do New Game Plus, which it would have been nice to have on my collectibles and just replay the story from scratch but also when you play the new story plus you get like the inquisitor outfit and like the red lightsaber so i'm like i don't know it would have been fun to have that bit be different for my second playthrough but it's fine uh unfortunately i i do like collecting in that game so i'm just kind of because i platinumed it on ps4 but on ps5 it's like oh you don't have any trophies i'm like okay that's fine i guess (laughs) I
1: don't you know, there's still a little bit of disconnect between the p s four and the p s five for sure in yeah, some ways,
0: for, yeah. and it's I guess it's it's fine because I have the platinum like on my record, whatever, but it's just kind of like I don't know. I, once again, I would just like to play new game plus with all the shit I already have, so I don't have to worry about collecting because sometimes when I see something or I don't have like, for example, an outfit that lights in the first game or lightsaber design, I'm just, I just kind of want to naturally go for it. I don't know. Yeah, no, but it's fine. I've also been playing like just a whole bunch of random-ass shit. I downloaded uh, Call of Duty Warzone 2.0. I haven't even touched it yet, but I was just kind of curious about it. because It's pretty good. um, You've been enjoying it?
1: I've played a few games. I haven't gotten super serious into it or anything, but I've played that DMZ mode that they have where you're fighting bots and real people. That's very fun, especially just to get started um Mm -hmm. unfortunately and then they just have normal um you know battle royale 4v4 like a team of four they don't have any like solos or duos which is a little interesting a little weird to me and they don't have plunder or what they eventually called blood money or maybe it's the other way around and i actually really liked plunder man i was super sad to see it go because that's the only game mode that you can just respond in and just keep playing and, you know, you can play for the whole 30-minute cycle, and your 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 goal is just to kill people and loot. Just go into places and loot and try to get more than the guy who already has a million dollars and, and try to get a lot of money and, and have your team survive before uh, and, and come out on top. You know, I really liked that game mode, and I thought it was my favorite game mode because I could easily pop into a game and keep respawning or leave if I wanted to, and it, there was no penalty. I think, like forcing people to only do what I think they call it quads, quads battle Royale, I think is a little weird. I, I wish they had more modes and it seems like they do, but you, you have to pay for the game. You have to buy the retail version of modern warfare Two um, to play additional war esque oriented game modes, which I think is crap. I think if you're going to have another uh, war zone oriented game mode, you should be putting that out for free. You shouldn't, expect people to buy the game but the mm-hmm. game itself is really nice it runs really good i think the animations are great it's by the same the guy who did all the gun animations is that guy from youtube who used to make like those funny reload videos i don't know if you remember yeah. him no I remember. Um, he's the guy who did all the titanfall 2 animations and uh the first call of duty modern warfare remake i guess you just call it modern warfare and modern warfare 2 2022 he worked on all those games, and I mean, his his work is like a, a level of its own. I mean, I think I love I love that realism aspect, and I swear the game's fast. Like, I get into a game and I get out of a game, whether that means I die or I go through the entire Battle Royale with a team who's doing very well, the game still is a lot quicker just getting into the game and playing the game or even dying and getting back out. It's a nice, it's a nice feeling. I think you should definitely give it a shot. Maybe you and I can uh, play a game or two sometime because I'm, I'm getting used to it as I, as I play it. Um, but I've only played maybe a handful of games. Another game I've been playing is uh, Valorant. I don't know if you've ever heard of Valorant before.
0: Yes, Stefan, I've heard of Valorant. Like <laughs> everyone's heard of Valorant. The it's a okay. new CS:GO game. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be a dick about it, but it, like...
1: it, it, you know what's interesting is that it is kind of like CS:GO, but in a way, it's, it's not at all. No, and um, like the way
0: people like talk about it. Like, yeah, definitely
1: the way that people talk about it. But it, it, gameplay wise, it's cool. I play with Riley um and we've played a few games together now.
0: Yeah, that's not my kind of thing. Like I, I don't even think I'm pretty sure Call of Duty Warzone, even Call of Duty 2 multiplayer for any reason I got that game would not really be my kind of cup of tea. It never really was like I've always like kind of I've enjoyed it, especially when I play with friends like and I'm down to play with you as well. But like a, a large chunk of me just really doesn't get anything out of playing multiplayer games like that anymore. Um, and, and I think it's also like I don't have the time to invest to get good at it in the sense that like uh, I feel like an old man now talking. But for those games, you have a lot of people that like dedicate their time to playing it. And then when I play it, like I don't have a lot of time to just dedicate to it. So when I do hop in, I end up dying. I'm going get frustrated i'm wow i do sound like my dad or right now i sound like an old man but that's i mean that's just honest truth of it like i those games are for people who have time to dedicate to it and i just don't have that time and i don't want to i want to also play other games at the same time too
1: yeah for sure but just if you ever the invitation is always open if you want to pop in a game with riley and i i think it's very fun and i'm not that good at it but neither are any of the players that are in the lobby. It definitely scales to you. I'm not in any area, you know. So um, Valorant
0: is an absolute hard pass. I'm never going to download that game. That's, I mean, I may play maybe on your computer or something like that or someone else's, but like I personally will never buy it because I know 100% I'm just. It's free, but. Oh, I'm not going to even download it. (laughs) Like it's just, it's not for me, like 100%. But that's fine. Now, something I am interested in, and this is getting to the point I'm even considering getting an Xbox. Uh me of all people. Yeah. Do you know me? I think so. I think <laughs> so too. But uh So
1: why? Why <laughs> though? What's the why?
0: I don't know. Kind of think of, I kinda of wanna play Sea of Thieves, but like not on my computer.
1: <laughs> I tell you what, man. Um I've I've loved my Xbox. I think it's a great machine. And especially for like 360 games. The fact that, I mean, it does have to download like a patch or whatever, but it's only a couple gigs. And um, it's backwards compatible with just about everything. Even in some original Xbox games, you can just put right in the Series X and it'll fucking play them. And now- I, I think that's that alone. Like Battlefront 2, I recently got an OG Xbox. You know that. And one of the games mm-hmm. that came with it is Battlefront 2. And you and I have been talking about how we want to play Battlefront 2. And the OG Xbox is great. I definitely need to get an HDMI cable for it. It's not in any way, shape, or form. like It doesn't look super great. I have a really basic uh, standard video cable to HDMI adapter, and it looks like shit. It's just like a really cheap one from Walmart. Um, But they do sell dedicated HDMI cables for the original Xbox that does upscale it well. However, Mm -hmm. I could just take that Battlefront 2 disc that I got with my Xbox uh, bundle and put it in my Series X, and we could play in 1080p.
0: So, okay, hold on. I have a uh, – because I want to talk more about Battlefront and me and multiplayer games. Because, um, yes, I do want to play more, especially with you, because I thought we had a lot of fun playing together. Well, uh, I'm, I'm talking you know, about the
1: original Battlefront 2, like the Xbox. Oh, phones. yeah, th- Yeah, that as the well. original one. You can just take that disc and put it in the Series X, and it'll fucking play it. It's incredible.
0: Uh, What I was going to say, though, is I don't know if I'd want to get a Series X. Um. Because, frankly, I still am of the belief that, like, most current-gen games, I could either play on my PS5 or I would just play on my PC. But I have kind of had an interest in getting a Series S. I mean, wouldn't, I...
1: Wouldn't be a bad wouldn't, call. Wouldn't be a bad call at all.
0: Because, I, for one, it's way cheaper. And also, like, when it comes to higher-grade stuff, I have both my PC and my PS5 to play. So I think that would be the smarter option. I do dislike, though, however, it doesn't have a disc tray because I do have older games that I would just like to pop in, like you said. Uh, so like, I've honestly even thought about maybe getting the, <laughs> what does Richard have the Xbox?
1: He has a one X. Now the thing is, is that most of those are kind of like the PS4 pros. They're all five years old or now they're six. Cause they came out in 2017 and their hard drives are going bad. So if you did get a series or I'm sorry, a one X God, their fucking naming scheme. But let's mm-hmm. say you get a One X, I would suggest also getting an SSD with it. And at that point, you might as well just buy a Series S.
0: I mean, like, like I'm looking right now on Amazon, for example, and uh, Xbox One X is like $394, $589, $419, $490. Like it's it's almost just like a few bucks short of an Xbox Series X and definitely not the price of an Xbox Series S, which currently right now is on sale for like $281.
1: Yeah, so the Series S, um, if they did allow, so they were talking about this, I don't know if it ever came to fruition, but they were talking about allowing people who own a Series S, and let's say you own a 360 game, you could basically take that serial number and download that 360 game for free, but... There's a lot of DRM issues with that, so I doubt they're going down that road. If I were you and I had the choice, if you really want the disc-based, like, to play your old games or your old library of 360 titles or even original Xbox titles, I would say go buy a used Series X or just, you know, buy a brand new Series S and deal with it not having a disc drive.
0: I mean, that's the that's
1: the best you could do, because if you get a one X and they're like almost four hundred dollars for a one X. I mean, that's an old console now. I would never pay that for an old console. Richard was lucky. His sister was done using it and just gave it to him. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, that's how it happened. And then uh, for Christmas, I got him an SSD to speed that fucker up because I knew that it would probably be slowing down at this point in its life cycle.
0: Wait, you did that?
1: I did that for him. Yep.
0: I know I was there. I was just kidding. Oh
1: yeah, you're right. You were here. Yep, you were here watching me do bought, it as as I had the wrong screwdriver.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I bought tacos for everybody.
1: That's right. You sure fucking did, man. That was your Christmas present to the world.
0: Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for recognition finally. But yeah, I mean, I might. I mean, not anytime soon because I'm looking to drop uh, some money on like other stuff right now. But I don't know. Maybe the tax return. I'll have a little extra. Maybe I'll just purchase a uh, Xbox Series S. Because I, most of the Xbox library that I would want to play, I could just rebuy and download on it and just have forever,
1: or use um, Game Pass,
0: or use. I do have Game Pass already for a PC, so just I already have it, so I Series, could just use Series that.
1: Series S is so small, man. I don't know if you've ever seen one in person, but they are tiny. Yeah, I, very small. It looks like it looks fake. It doesn't look like a real <laughs> Xbox. And but um, like Rose's friend's husband owns one, and uh, we went over to their house. And I was like, damn, that's it right there. And he's like, yep, that's it. And I'm like, it's so small. You know? That's the other thing, too, is I don't have
0: room for another next gen console, especially since the, you know, I have enough room for the PS5, but an Xbox Series X uh, would not really fit anywhere I would need it to or want it to go, personally. So I think the S would just be a little bit smaller, a little bit more sexier. And hell, I might even get my girlfriend to join in on Sea of Thieves. If I were to play like on my PC and she were to play on the Xbox, we could actually enjoy a game like that together, which is actually kind of a selling point because she does like to play games with me. And who knows? Maybe even you could set up Sea of Thieves on your computer and get Rose on the Xbox or something, and all four of us can be pirates together.
1: Now, that would be fucking something to see. That'd be something to stream as well.
0: That'd almost be like a LAN party.
1: Yeah, just about. That'd definitely be something to stream. I don't know how we'd go about it, but... Uh, maybe I, the, maybe I... the only screens we'd be able to do it with is like you and I because we'd be on PC. But hey, I mean that's definitely a possibility. I've got my other my original Xbox One, so the first gen Xbox One I've repaired. Um, it for the longest time and and it still has a, a, an issue, but I'll get I'll touch on that. Um, it it didn't read discs. The disc tray was misaligned for a very long time, and uh, it was because I had. <sighs> Long story short, a cat pissed on my Xbox, not just oh, yeah, on it but <laughs> almost like inside of it. And I was ready to throw it away and Rose the angel that she is was like, "It it's probably no. fine." Rose. And it's probably Rose. fine. Rose, chill. Chill.
0: She does not sound like that at all. No,
1: not at all. It's uh, she she's the one who fucking stopped me. I was literally walking with it to out the back door and I said, "I'm going to throw it away." And she said, "I don't know are you sure?" And I said, "Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure." And I closed the door, and I walked over to the uh, trash can. I opened the trash can, and I just kind of held that Xbox in my hands and looked at it from different angles and looked down inside the vents, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. And um, here's a fun fact. Your Xbox is actually, you know, it's, it's a layering type thing. You, you take the plastic off, and inside of it's another kind of a metal housing, and it had not made it down into the actual console at all. So all of the internals were fine, and so I took it apart, and I cleaned it. I washed the plastics with soap and water and air-dried them and everything, and I, I just I, I just was like, okay, I'll fuck it. I'll try it, and I put it back together, and boom, it worked. Now, something I didn't notice is that when I put it back together, I guess I didn't tighten the screws down enough, and so the disc tray was, disc tray was misaligned. And since I opened it, the, uh, sync button doesn't work, but apparently I had more than likely damaged the ribbon cable and I need to just get a new ribbon cable and it'll fix that. So I'm like, okay, you know, hmm. win. but I had not fixed that disc tray issue until after I swapped the hard drive for Richard's Xbox and for my sister's Xbox, um, Uh, Because when I opened my sister's Xbox, she's got the first generation like I do. I was like, I might as well open mine too, alongside it, and fix whatever's wrong. So that Xbox is, that that fucking bitch is back in commission, man. It's running.
0: Cool. I also
1: uh, took my uh, 360 Elite that was given to us by our friend, our, our mutual friend, David. He uh, he was cleaning out his garage at his mom's house and found his 360 with a bunch of games and controllers, and he just gave it to me one day. So I was like, cool, it's, an, it's a 360 Elite, and it's in really good shape.
0: I have a... Uh, so I have a 360 right now, and I'm just like, it's nice and everything, but like if I were to get the Series S, which I am closer and closer to getting the more I talk about it, honestly, um, I think I would... Sw- I would switch. I think I would pretty much get rid of my 360. Just like, I don't know. I'm kind of at the point that, or not like throw it in the trash or anything like that.
1: Well, let me ask you a question Is it a first generation or is it a slim?
0: It is a slim. It is the Cortana edition because it's blue.
1: Well, you either um, sell it to me or you keep it because those Xboxes are going to last. Um, that's after the revision. These ones that I have, these 360s that I have, they're at any point they can get RROD, they can get Red Ring of Death any point. Huh. Those, those, those are called those are the revision models, and they are immune to Red Ring of Death. And in my eyes, because the 360 is one of those last consoles that you could just pop a disc in and play, I think it's worth it for your classic catalog because there's certain games that certainly don't work on uh, Series X or Series S or any. Of that. There's certainly games that are not in the backwards compatibility list. And though the slims, especially like your special edition ones, like if you have the Cortana one, they're going up in value because a lot of people are buying them. You actually can't really buy a slim, even if you go to the fucking Facebook Marketplace or or LetGo or whatever. You'd be lucky if you find one under $100. That's about what they're at. Because Hmm. because people have sold already their first-gen Xbox 360s, what we call... Um, the like arcade or the core. And they also had one called the elite. Those are like your um, more big, you know, which one I, I mean, and more for the listeners too. They, they had a hard drive that you'd put on the top and they're just no, I, big honking. You know what I'm talking about? But I had the, the black elite. Yeah. Yeah. I have a black elite as well. Um, well,
0: They're all black. It's just, right, all I the remember, elites were black. Correct. Well, the, cause like I got it. That was my first Xbox. I didn't, I never had the white one. So, like, it was, you know, little shitbag Matt at, you know, middle school. It's like, I have the Xbox 360 Black Elite. Like, that was. Yeah,
1: that was a flex, man, for sure. Yeah, and also, was. the Elites. Uh, so, here's the fun fact the Elites were um, advertised as, as like, uh, fixing the Red Ring of Death. They didn't. It's no mm-hmm. different. An Elite is actually. I, no- I got it. Yeah, the elites are no different. Um, I also had an elite for my first Xbox because it was the Halo Three Special Edition, and it was uh, an elite. Um, and then that bitch broke. And then I got a core off eBay for like sixty bucks. It lasted me six months, and then it broke. And then I got, um, well, actually my 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 first Xbox, the the Halo Three one broke within a week of having it. <laughs> it stopped reading discs. Oh, damn. So I sent that to Microsoft. So I got a new one. That's my second Xbox 360, and then that broke. Then I got a core off eBay, then that broke, and I have an arcade. So I'm I'm on my fourth 360, and I still have the arcade. It's beat to shit. The disc tray doesn't even have an eject button anymore. It does not even have a faceplate, but it works. And then I also have this Elite that does not have a disc tray um, faceplate. You know, like where the silver is for the disc tray? That's gone, mm. but the disc tray is there, and the, it's uh, everything else is there. That's the one that David gave me. But um, what my point is to make a long story short, <laughs> um, keep it because those are the impervious to Red Ring of Death versions of the 360. The only other one that came out after it, they released it the same day as the Xbox One, if you could believe that. It was called the, uh fuck, it was called the xbox three
0: sixty e, yeah, and I actually double checked it uh while you're talking i i it's actually not the slim, it's the e it's the xbox three sixty e oh uh, and that, special then definitely
1: Blue. definitely keep that because those go for like three hundred four hundred dollars right now if you have uh an e.
0: no, I'm looking on eBay, they go for like one fifty one twenty five not that much
1: well, give it time because again that that's actually the only three sixty the one that you have. That is not hackable. There's this guy I watch on YouTube, kind of religiously, sort of. He's 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 like
0: you can just say you there's a YouTuber you really I, like.
1: I, I I no, I really do listen to him a lot because he's got a, a variety of really cool videos. And I, I listen to him especially when I'm like cleaning stuff. And his name is Modern Vintage Gamer. He's on YouTube, MVG, and um he does some really interesting videos. He's a coder, he's done all kinds of shit. And he actually recently did a video on that exact Xbox. That's the only 360 that's unhackable and it's the only 360 with a revision that it's using the most modern mother motherboard, the most modern cooling, and it's actually the fastest and quietest 360 around. So I would definitely either just keep it
0: or sell it to me, please. I trust me, you'll be the first person I talk to when I'm in the pro- if I ever do decide to get rid of it
1: yeah pretty much I, with
0: all my stuff like you're probably the first person i would mention it to since i take I a lot of my things that. that i own for granted and you seem to appreciate a lot of things i have a lot more than like my car
1: yeah i love your car too I um know. anyway
0: <laughs> uh we're hitting about the hour well actually we did hit the hour mark about um and i have to get ready for uh some things tonight
1: oh some so things you say
0: yes if that is okay i would like to uh wrap this up in a nice little sexy bow. It's very pleasant to be back. And I would like to do this again next week if you are down. Let's do it. Cool. So for anyone listening, please join us next week if you'd like to in the chat for Twitch where you can give us all of your questions or whatever you like. And we can, I don't know, maybe ignore you, maybe respond. Just depends how we feel that day or how uh, in sync we are on a topic at the time. And then once again, you may follow us at the empty podcast.com, where you could then be directed to Spotify, Apple, your mom's house. We're all already be there for reasons. And uh, once again, that's the empty glass podcast.com. Thank you for listening and joining us. Uh, Stefan, do something goofy.
1: Goofy, 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 goober. Solid snake. No, he's like, Solid, how does he sound? He's like,
0: solid corporal. snake.
1: Yeah, he's like, solid, he's like, solid snake, ottagon, not uh, Otacon, corporal. I'm signing. doing more
0: of the ego Raptor thing, like, I'm, yeah, like I'm, yeah. I'm making you're more of a parody a, of ego Raptor. You're thing. taking
1: a little theory, he'd be more like, solid snake, signing off, be like, solid snake, signing off.
0: You sound like Marge, I sound like Marge, solid snake, signing off. Okay, goodbye, everybody. Oh.